Well, we've got less than three weeks left of fish in Paul Bunyan Country, and then we shift to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, where we start talking some hunting in addition to fishing, as well as other outdoor things. However, in the meantime, there are some outdoor things that aren't fishing-related that need to be talked about now. Bear baiting and the upcoming bear season is one of those. And a guy who loves hunting, and hunting for things I didn't even know there were hunting seasons for, is Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service. And we will talk bear baiting, bear hunting, much more, even some fishing, coming up next. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad When all I want to do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N for Bunyan Country This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, but we are starting to slide into Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, today we are checking in with Matt Brewer of uh, North Country Guide Service. Matt is uh, a multifaceted outdoorsman. There's no question about that. We're going to start off today with one of his favorite uh, times of the year, and that is bear hunting. And first of all, Matt, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So this is uh, the time of year where you get to start thinking hunting, 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 because there's a lot of seasons coming up, and uh, you really love that this time of year, do you not? Yeah, I, fall is by far my favorite, and hunting season is something, you know, when it's not going on, I look forward to it. <laughs> basically, <laughs> uh, after turkey season ends, I basically go through withdrawals until fall <laughs> happens, so so I'm ready. All right. Well, so so explain to us. I mean, uh, there's a lot of guys that that love fishing. There's a lot of guys that think fishing are, is boring. There's a lot of people that love hunting. That other people that uh, will think fishing's a hundred times better. Where do you fall on that uh, panorama? Well, being primarily a fishing guide, I, I think I'm supposed to answer that fishing is <laughs> is alpha. But um, but hunting is probably my favorite i mean especially like upland game bird hunting i mean grew up doing it and have awesome memories of like you know almost every almost every sunday me and my dad taking a road trip and going grouse hunting and listening to the vikings and i mean a lot of a lot of good memories with it and and i've just got a strong passion for you know watching my dog work and love being able to shoot birds off the wing and i mean there's a there's a lot of a lot of things that i love about it and like you said everybody's different and i think if you ask someone like why you love something so much um they're not going to be able to explain it to you i i still i mean i still love fishing i love ice fishing i love doing it all but uh but hunting is by far and away my favorite so. i think when it comes to outdoor activities uh, in particular, it just seems to me with all the people I've talked to over the years and, and the, you know, how how much depth the, the feeling they have, so much of it is, is, is just based on what you mentioned, memories. That really yeah. is what gets it going. Yeah, and I don't know if, uh, 
you know, I, I grew up doing it all, like bear hunting and bird hunting, and we were fishing all the time in the summer, and we used to go ice fishing, and uh, I've got good memories with all of it, but I think, um, you know, you kind of, you, you start to have a favorite memory, and, and you play off of that a lot. Um, so I think that you probably uh, nailed it. I think that's that's what it is. It's one select memory or one group of memories, and those you favor over the rest, and that's something you take with you. You know, um, it's a it's a it's somewhat of a, an unfortunate thing for people who are into both hunting and fishing that the best fishing really is about the time when when all the hunting seasons start. <laughs> yeah, L- luckily for me, um, I, I I would I would probably say that the best walleye fishing, um, you know, there's maybe a toss up between um, between late spring, you know, when the, when the walleyes really start kicking in like early June and, uh, and that late October, early November, that fall bite is so incredible and you can get some really nice fish. And luckily for me, deer hunting is not uh, like a hardcore passion for me. So I have no problem being out on the water, uh, you know, jigging deep for walleyes when people are sitting in the deer stand. I, I can totally wait that out, but, uh, but yeah, it is, it is hard. Like for me, I basically shut down. I did, I got it the other day and, uh, and I got one more trip coming up this weekend, um, for walleyes, but basically my mind is on hunting and I've got Rylander pretty much doing all the fishing trips right now. And he knows that once fall comes, every call that comes in is going to go to him. So, um, you can't realistically do both uh, if if you want to do them right. So, well, let's talk about what you're doing right now, and that is getting ready for bear season, which I believe starts September first. And that's another thing that always gets to me. Uh, I'm so used to all the seasons, you know, starting on a Saturday, and there's bear uh, starting on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember the last time it started on a Tuesday. I feel like uh, <laughs> there's something something in the in the in the world is is off well we know that something in the world is off right now but calendar wise it feels really strange to have it opening on a tuesday it's usually like a thursday friday saturday um, it just I, I don't remember last time it was on a tuesday but but yeah right now that's all we're doing is um i mean basically every day uh, myself and and tim who works for me he's my uh, my bear baiting apprentice so between him and I, we're basically just running baits all day, um, trying to keep them fresh and trying to combat the heat and rain and uh, keep baits going and keep bears interested. And it's been it's been an okay year, but we could really use some some cool down. And and the acorns can't decide what they're going to do. They uh, they fall a little bit one day and then the next day they're not. And I wish they would all just dump. And then the bears could leave my baits and eat acorns for like three days and then come back to baits. Because <laughs> <laughs> right now we get we get a strong gust of wind and the bears you know, go to the acorns and then you know and then they come back after their they've got their treat because they only get them once a year. So um, there's a lot of food out there. It's it's a really it, it's really kind of a tough year to keep everything on track, but but it's going okay. So I mean I think. 
bear baiting. I think it pretty much says what it is, but give us the specifics. I mean, what is it exactly you're attempting to do? What are you allowed to do as far as bear baiting goes? And can you do that once the season starts? Yeah, so I think it's really confusing to a lot of people and, and mis- misleading to a lot of people who don't do it. Like, they think you just throw some bait in the woods and, and a bear comes into it and you shoot it. Essentially, that's what you're doing, but it's really not that simple. Like, bears, you know, if you're a listener and you think of how many bears have you actually seen in the wild? Um, and, I, like, for me, I'm in the woods or on the road traveling around wooded areas all the time, um, probably more than most. And I maybe see between one and three bears a year in the wild. Um, they're just not an animal that that just willingly crosses the road like a deer, um, and the population density isn't gigantic. There's plenty of bears, but they're, they're very solitude. They're very sneaky. They're very quiet. They kind of like their own space, stay away from humans. Um, so they're a tough animal to hunt. So um, regulations uh, vary state to state. Some, some places allow hunting bears with dogs, so the dogs can track them and tree them. Um, Minnesota opted to not go that direction and Minnesota opted for bear baiting. So, uh, what we're doing is, uh, trying to keep high protein and some sweet, um, another common misconception is that bears eat junk and that they taste gross because they eat junk. They're not, they're not, they don't like trash. They like good stuff. Um, you put moldy bread out, they ain't going to eat it. Uh, a bagel is in your bait and it gets soggy they ain't gonna eat it like they they're pretty selective and picky they're they remind me of my kids so uh, <laughs> i i run with like trail mix try to get peanuts cashews stuff like that and and that's good protein and then a nice little mix you know you get some m&ms in there and stuff like that so they get they get the sweet the salty and they have their protein um, and then you just try to be consistent once you get the the bears in and try to bait every day around the same time and you're just uh, trying to establish basically a relationship with them i feed you you come in at a certain time <laughs> it's like like a un, unspoken agreement and you hope that they do that all the way through the season and baiting opens usually um like august 14th so you've got uh, just over two weeks to to get bears lined up and then when the season opens on the first you hope that a bear walks in Okay. And so where do you bait? I mean, is it based on historical success points for you, or how do you make that decision? Yeah, I mean, as a bear guide, you get to run, uh, like this year I've got six clients, and each each hunter can have three bait stations. So um, realistically, I can run 18, 18 stations, um, plus I can run three tests test baits for myself and Tim can run three test baits for himself. So we're always throwing baits in new locations, trying to figure out, you know, where, where bears are, even if we're going to hunt them or not. And, uh, a lot of it's based on history. I mean, we have bait stations that we've been running for 15 years and, and, you know, we've killed bears or had clients kill bears out of them 14 out of 15 years. So uh, a lot of it's history, but you do have bait stations that'll run dry. Um, where all of a sudden you start baiting one year and and it's been successful 10 years in a row and you won't get a bear in the entire the entire season and that's happening to us this year um 
one of the best stations we've ever had. Um, probably have harvested more bears out of it than any other station um, we've ever had, and and that station is not getting touched this year. So, um, so it, it's it's basically looking for uh, looking for bears, testing areas, and then you know once you start getting hit, then you kind of wean it down uh, to conserve on bait. Bait is not cheap, so <laughs> um, so eventually it'll get down to you know one or two stations per hunter. Um, or hopefully just one station per hunter, and then and then you go from there. But yeah, always throwing baits in different locations, just kind of looking. It's like uh, like if you're fishing, you cast to a different area. You know, is there a fish over there? Is there a fish over there? You're you're basically fishing for fishing for hit. The topic is far from exclusively fish, but it is fish in Paul Bunyan country. In a few more weeks, it'll become Paul Bunyan country outdoors. And a guy who bridges both those worlds is Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service. A lot more with Matt to come. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is a Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors edition as we're talking a lot of hunting right now and actually pre-hunting with Matt Brewer of North Country Guide Service. It's bear season on September 1st. In the meantime, it's bear baiting season. And you can continue to bait once the season starts. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and the season runs into mid-October, um, and you can keep baiting all the way all the way up to the end. So. Okay. Now, um, you guys have been doing these bear hunts for a long time. You've had a lot of success with it. Um, how hard is it to get a bear? Well, I think Minnesota, they release their bear data at the end of the season. And, like, success rate runs between, it's like 27 and 40%. So it's not real good. I mean, you think about how many tags there are. Let's just say there's 500 in in. Beltrami County, and if, if somewhere between 27 and 40 percent are killed, that that's not a very good success rate. Um, and most of the people that kill their bear um, do it on the first or second day of the season. So it, a lot of people think that it, if I don't get a bear opening weekend uh, or open, opening three days, then I'm done, and then they just kind of quit for the year. So some of it is that, you know, people other seasons start opening up and then you got bird hunters in the woods and it get, it gets harder as the season goes on. But, um, but yeah, the success rate is not super high. That's why I say it's not as easy as just throwing a bucket of bait in the woods and, and waiting. So. Right. Um, so, and we talked about this, I think last year, but, uh, you mentioned people think they eat junk and they taste terrible. Uh, is bear meat good? Bear meat is wonderful. Like, uh, bear steaks are amazing on the pellet grill, and um, it's one of my favorite meats to mix um, and do things like brats or breakfast sausage um, just because it has a little more flavor. Um, and, uh, like, bear ribs on the grill, uh, all that stuff, amazing. And some of the best roasts you'll ever taste. Like, a bear roast is fantastic. The keys to it 
And I think the reason they get a bad rap sometimes is people don't know how to take care of bear meat. Um, so like if you are able to harvest a, a bear, you need to get, you need to get the hide off it immediately and get it cooled down because, you know, September 1st, September 2nd, 3rd, um, it's going to be probably pretty warm. Even if it's in the 60s, that, you know, that's pretty warm for meat. So you need to get it dressed really fast, get the guts out of it really fast and get it cool. So I always tell people, you know, if you harvest a bear, you want to gut it immediately and then you want to get ice in the body cavity as fast as you can and then as soon as you can get it somewhere to get the hide off of it, do it. And as long as you, you know, do it fast and keep it cool and then take care of the meat right away, you're probably going to have some pretty good meat. Um, and there's other variables like the age of the bear. If you shoot a you know, 22-year-old sow, she's probably not going to taste that great. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, anything like six, seven years and younger, um, those bears are all going to taste fantastic if you take care of the meat. Is there a way to tell? Uh, the approximate age of a bear? I I mean, you're not going to just look at them and know. Okay. But, uh, but there are some tell, telltale signs like uh, rubbing, you know, like fur will start to rub off. And then uh, as time goes on, if they're rubbing that area, uh, you know, like their leg is, is touching part of the side of their hide. If they're doing that year after year, much like us, the hair doesn't grow back like it used to as they get older. Mm-hmm. And then after you harvest a bear um, and you look at their teeth, um, you can re- really tell by the teeth if if they look pretty ragged and and yellow and and starting to rot out. It's an it's definitely an older bear. But if they're nice and shiny and and clean, you've probably got a young bear on your hands. Going back to preparing a bear uh, bear meat, um, you know one of the things that uh, I hear a lot about venison and, and I've experienced myself. If you're not really careful with it. Uh, and and you go just a little too long or whatever, it can get very dry. What about bear in that regard? Same. Okay. It's it's not a super. Uh, there's a super fatty animal, but you know the meat content itself doesn't doesn't carry a lot. So, um, so yeah, it can dry out rather quickly. And one of the big things when you're taking care of bear meat is trying to get all the fat and sinew and silver skin, any of that stuff off off the meat. Uh, you want just nice, clean chunks of meat. So, you know, the more fat you take away from it, obviously, the more dry it can get. And, uh, but I always try to get all that stuff away uh, as fast as I can to try to make the meat as clean as possible. But, but yeah, it, it's very lean, so it can, it can dry out rather quickly. Any sources for people, you know, maybe they're going out bear hunting for the first time, they get their first bear. Any sources where they can get good information on how to prepare the meat, how to make sure it doesn't get dry, that type of thing? Well, there's a ton of books out there um, on how to prepare wild game. And if you've never heard of Hank Shaw, um, one of the probably best uh, outdoor cook uh, slash writers, um, any of his books are are amazing, and he covers specifically wild game. So um, pick up one of his cookbooks, and you're going to find plenty of bear recipes. And, you know, we had Meat Eater um, here in town, and mm-hmm. Steve Rinella, he has a lot of experience with eating bear meat. And uh, not exactly probably the best source in the world, because <laughs> he did contract trichinosis, which bear <laughs> meat can contain, and we should probably talk about but uh um, but you, 
he he still he's he's tested enough of it that uh, if you go through some of the meat eater episodes, he'll he'll show you some definite definitely good recipes that you'd want to try. Well, let's go to it then. Tell us about trichinosis and how to avoid it. So yeah, trichinosis is something bears carry. Not every bear, um, but it's contained within their meat and. Um, the recommendation, uh, I think it's from the USDA, they recommend that you freeze bear meat um, for at least six months before uh, be- before messing with it to make sure that you're killing any any possibility of trichinosis. Otherwise, when you cook it, you need to make sure you cook it very well done if you're doing it inside of that six months. And um, if you cook bear meat too long, much like any wild game, it's going to get gamey and tough. Um, so I, I always try to, like if we shoot a bear, we just freeze it. And we freeze it for six to eight months before we do anything with it. And then uh, basically you're enjoying last year's bear um, <laughs> when the next bear season comes around. So. Okay. Um, one of the other things that I've learned a lot since uh, having you on the show on a regular basis is uh, – there's a lot of hunting seasons in Minnesota that I would say probably 60 to 70% of the people don't even know exist. And you, I think, get a license for all of them. Um, <laughs> how many how many hunting seasons are there in Minnesota? Do you know? I'd say the DNR probably likes me <laughs> just based on license sales. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, things like, uh, you know, the same day bear season opens, uh, on a normal year, that's when dove season opens and early goose season opens. So um, we've got both of those seasons creeping up. Uh, early goose season, I believe, this year is on September 5th. It's the first Saturday. So early goose, everybody probably knows about that. You can buy a special permit that allows you to, to shoot geese before the actual waterfall opener. Okay. And that's coming up. And But like dove season, I, I would imagine most people don't even realize that we have an actual dove season Um and it's much like crows, like people don't realize there's an actual crow season. Um, and squirrels, you can't just go shoot a squirrel um, any time of the year. Uh, that's probably one of the biggest mistakes people make or, or think is that squirrels are a fair game. Well, they're a regulated animal in the state, and you actually have to have your small game license and wait till the season opens before you can har- harvest them. Much to my son's chagrin, he <laughs> loves squirrel hunting, and... He's always like, "Is it season yet? Is it season yet?" So, uh, I've I've threatened to shoot them all the time when they're attacking my bird feeders, but my wife won't let me. So, <laughs> yeah, just wait till the wait till the season opens in <laughs> mid September, and then throw them on the grill. They're uh, honestly one of the best tasting animals out there. Those are words I'd never thought I'd hear on this show. Matt Brewer is my guest from North Country Guide Service. It's Fish and Paul Bunyan Country slash Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. You really do need to write some sort of a redneck, you know, dining book. Because you can, pro- you, I'm guessing you can probably prepare just about anything. Well, I could probably prepare it. I don't know how, <laughs> how it would be on everyone's palate, but... If uh, if my kids will eat it, I, I think I've done a pretty decent job. So. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I bought beef. We we eat wild game all the time. So um, to the point where, like, my mom will be in town over the weekend, and she'll 
like make meatloaf or meatballs or something, and she'll go to town and buy beef. And my kids are like, this meat tastes funny. Um, <laughs> so that kind of tells you how much wild game wow. eat. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I, I'm sure your budget is a lot better than mine when it comes to groceries. Oh, <laughs> I got two little kids. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've done a lot of uh, hunting talk. Oh, before we, r- we wrap up that, um, so if somebody is going to go out and do some bear baiting, um, I don't know if you want to give your secret recipe, but what are you mentioned some of the things that we really should make sure we have in, in, in a bear baiting recipe. Uh, but uh, in general, what are we looking for? Sure. I mean, I, I can tell you exactly what I'm doing. As long as you're not baiting in the same area as me, <laughs> we're hunky-dory. So um, at the beginning of the season, I usually... I'll take a burlap sack with uh, with like fish guts or um, or meat that I didn't get to that got freezer burn or something like that, and I'll actually hang that um, at one of my base bait stations. And you have you have to use biodegradable material, so make sure you're using biodegradable burlap sack. Um, and I'll hang that. And the reason for that is to try to get it you want it to start to rot and stink so that it's bringing in bears and you try to hang it high enough so that it can't get taken down um and that's my main attractant um to get animals to come check it out and then um and then i'm throwing in like five gallons of of trail mix and bread mixed together and cover that with logs and then on the first day of the season we always throw like uh, bacon grease or fryer grease over top of the logs and you know, if you get some raccoons or chipmunks in, they'll step on that. It'll get on their feet, and then they wander off into the woods and just increases your odds of a bear catching the scent. And uh, and then I smear frosting on the backer. Um, and every bear I've ever encountered loves frosting. <laughs> um, I always get pictures of them licking the frosting, and we always make sure that we keep the frosting fresh. So that's kind of my recipe, and I stick with it. Um, I've done a lot of things over the years. Uh, you know, this started with my dad guiding 38 years ago. So um, we've we've tried things like oats and molasses or just straight bread mixed with fryer grease. We've done a lot of different things. Um, but we found that some things, um, if a bear eats enough of it, they'll get an upset stomach. And you'll find basically liquid scat around your bait station, and then the bear won't come back for a few days because um, just like us, if you eat something and you get a little sick, you probably don't want to eat it for a little while. Right. So I found that the, the trail mix in bread uh, works really well. And, and then trying to get some attractant just to get them to find it. And once they find it and they know there's a food source there, then they'll keep coming back. All right. Well, we are not officially into Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors yet. It's still fish in Paul Bunyan Country, so we probably should uh, take a, a bit of a dive into the fishing scene. What have you heard going on out there, and uh, and what should we be doing right now? Yeah, as far as walleyes go, um, I'm still catching some fish shallow. The size is not great. Um, you know, if you're looking for a trophy fish, you probably don't want to go with me. You're probably going to go want to go with Jason or somebody else. But if you're looking to to have a fish fry or or fill the freezer, um, I'm I'm still finding plenty of fish shallow, really good numbers, and they're all you know small to medium, uh, nice eater size fish, and we'll occasionally pop. You know, like a, a mid-grade fish, but um, but I think most of those bigger fish are hanging out deeper. And uh, as we go further into fall here, it's going to get even stronger in the deep water. Um, 
you know, we talked earlier about late October, early November, a lot of a lot of people are fishing like 38 to 42 feet of water that time of year, and we're not quite there yet, but uh, but plenty of fish deep off off the break lines and off the mid-lake structure, but there's also, like I said, some of those smaller eater fish up on top and pulling crankbaits um, or a simple jig and minnow or uh, something like that is working good in the shallow water, and then when you're running deep, you either want to be pulling lead core or bottom bounce earth crawler or rigging a leech, something like that, um, or big minnows, rigging big minnows right now works really good too. So, um, And panfish, they haven't quite made their transition to deep water yet, so you can still find those on the cabbage edges. And uh, and some of them have started to move off the break a little bit, but still adjacent to that shallow structure, and that's going good as well. So um, fishing is still really good, and like you said, it's going to just continue to get even better. Have you been hearing from uh, muskie or bass guys or any other species? I've been I've been seeing a lot of pictures of people catching muskies, so um, it looks like July was really good, and uh, August has been fairly decent. Um, I I haven't been able to get out after them, but uh, sorry, I got a I got a dog trying to eat a chipmunk. Oh, well, um, come here. Um, I personally would love to get out after after muskies. I just don't don't ever get the time. Uh, every year I say, oh, I'm going to do more musky fishing this year, and then I, I never make it out and do it. But mm-hmm. but people are having success, and and I'm uh, jealous enough that I want to get out there, but <laughs> it just can't happen. Yes, yeah, there's only so many hours in a day, right? <laughs> right. All right, and uh, if we're going out, uh, what should we make sure we have in the boat with us? Water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, right now... I'm just making sure that I got crankbait rods and then and then rigging rods um, if I'm chasing walleyes. And, you know, if if anyone listening is like me, you want to have a little bit of everything, I've got some jigging rods in there too just in case I need them. So a uh, nice wide variety. And uh, if I had to concentrate on one thing, it'd probably be, be rigging. So make sure you got some rigging rods. Well, we are getting awfully close to September. Uh, that doesn't mean we're going to get a fall bite immediately. But uh, what is is there a magic surface temp? You see the temp is this, and you say, okay, it's it's time. The fall bite is on. No, it, I get asked that a lot. And, like, if you ask me spring temperatures or summer temperatures and, and what you should be doing based on water temperature, I can tell you all of those things. But when it comes to fall, I don't know the triggering temperature because – I'm in the woods. <laughs> so um, I, I just know that uh, that once it gets cool enough at night where you need a jacket um, to be outside, that it's probably about that time. And I've I've watched or, from guiding over the last even, I can go back as far as a month, um, I've watched the water temps drastically dive, like 14 to 15 degrees. So, um, so it tells me we're getting close, but... But it's been so unseasonably warm that uh, that I think it's going to take a little longer than normal this year. So, okay. Well, uh, Matt, if uh, people want to get a a bear hunting trip in or a fishing trip in with North Country Guide Service or any kind of hunting trip in, uh, how do we go about getting that done? Just visit northcountryguides.com. and you can find all of our social media there, um, as well as all of our contact information. Okay, and uh, 
uh, you've got how many how many people do you have working for you now? Uh, between the guide service and the promotions company, there's six of us now. Wow, that's you're getting to be quite the uh, conglomerate. <laughs> I'm just trying to do as much as possible, and I want to start doing as little as possible if <laughs> if I can. <laughs> okay, you, this is a guy meant to be a CEO. There's no question about it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Brewer from North Country Guide Service talking bears, talking a few other hunting seasons, talking a little bit of fishing too, and I know we'll be talking to him down the road because uh, we're just getting going with the hunting seasons. Matt, as always, thanks for taking time today. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now we're going fishing. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait. What rewards? A dual operator skin. Man, I love operator skins. Dual double XP, and even Call of Duty points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.